0: It's Full Metal Jackie, and we've got Helmet frontman Paige Hamilton with us on the show. Helmet back with the latest record, Left. And Paige, while you've never been one to hold back on speaking your mind, this new album definitely comes at you with some bite. Did you see a pattern forming as you were putting the record together, or did it flow just naturally like what was the impetus of or starting point for the new album?
1: I hadn't written a helmet song in several years and and, you know everyone is giving me a hard time about it and uh, I think like in 2016 when um, things kind of started to really deteriorate in our culture uh, you know I mean not that you know Uh, things started to deteriorate worse and let's say they got worse and worse and uh and i you know i had all this time off we had the pandemic i got sick and everybody said let's do a new album so i said great and i sat down i was writing an orchestra piece for the oldest high school orchestra in the u.s in memphis and i delivered that february 6th and i just sat down and started writing the helmet album basically february 7th i always keep copious notes anyway and i'm And I read and I, you know, I'm I'm a YouTube addict like everyone else. I don't have regular TV, but um, there was no plan. I had no plan. None. And but the older you get, I think the the uh, the less you care what people think. Not like I was ever concerned with it. As you said, I wasn't I I never held back, but um, I would always. Talk about not standing on a soapbox and not writing, as Bob Dylan calls them, finger-pointing songs. But I've just kind of got sick and tired. I am sick and tired of a minority in, in this country screaming, you know, more loudly than, than the majority. And, and uh, you know, I sing in a loud heavy metal band, so I can scream pretty loud. And uh, you just the songs came out, and, and I wasn't, you know, consciously trying to write, you know, any, anything political. Or, but some people's feathers are ruffled. It's it's astounding to me that the word left is so, <laughs> it gets, gets, people so angry, you know, and uh, it's it's just kind of ridiculous. I guess that I would, I've been saying this album is sort of our version of All You Need Is Love, or uh, by the Beatles, or Bob Marley, well, One Love. You know, it's just kind of a little more uh, delivered with a little more venom.
0: Paige Hamilton of Helmet with us from their new record, Left. This is Big Shot. It's Full Metal Jackie. Paige Hamilton of Helmet on the show with us this week. We're talking about the new Helmet record, Left. And one of the key tracks on this album is Gun Fluff. As a gun owner yourself... What did you want to get across when it comes to the epidemic of school shootings and gun control in the U.S.?
1: I'm not, I'm, I'm just, I'm just writing songs. I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to stand on a pulpit holier than thou or whatever. I just, I just think it's, it's ridiculous that, that, you know, we have so many mass shootings more. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a constitutional expert. I'm not. Uh, a doctor. I, I just you know I, I read the news and I see the news and every time there's a mass shooting, it's it's it, for me it's been so heartbreaking, especially the kids like the Uvalde one. It tears me up and, it's it's gotten ridiculous. I I grew up with guns. I'm I'm from Oregon. My dad took me hunting. Um, my grandpa gave me a 12 gauge shotgun when I turned 12. You know. Um, we were responsible gun owners, and I never, I, I never needed an AR-15 rifle. Those are made for killing human beings. And the fact that that gun laws are so uh, are becoming, you know, more slack. It's almost this. I don't know. The the, the petulant child. Like we were say, you know, we're not saying we're trying to take guns away. We're trying to say we, we need to control who can own a gun. And you know, it's obvious. Like, you know, gun. Advocates want to say that it's not the guns, but we're the only country in, in in the Western world that has this many guns and we're and has this problem. More kids are killed by guns now than any other uh, other uh, other means in this country, and that I think I was reading the ages. they they're saying kids from like seven or eight to 19 for some reason they include you know the young teenagers in there i mean that's that's like insanity and and i would give up every gun to save one human being you know one child i just don't uh, you know we 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 need to keep a dialogue going people if people want to you know get down on me because i you know because i'm speaking my mind you know uh, then then so be it you know i i'm sorry like it's it's ridiculous we can we can fix it you know I, i honestly i honestly think we can
0: Paige Hamilton with us. It's Full Metal Jackie still to come this hour. Josta's weekly pick from The Pit. We'll check out Panic Attack from Judas Priest next. Music from Slayer and more with Paige. It's Full Metal Jackie. We're speaking with Paige Hamilton of Helmet. And one of the other things that grabbed your attention on the new album is the fascination with celebrity. In particular, when it comes to murders as you sing about holiday. I know there was a lot of time to come from the pandemic period, and one of the big things was True Crime Podcast. Just curious, did you yeah. go down that rabbit hole at all or find the whole thing just a little too much?
1: My, 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 my little sister and I are obsessed with Dateline and Forensic Files, and every holiday we get together, and they are marathons. Law and Order as well, which is, you know, fictitious pull from the headlines, supposedly. But we spend hours watching these murder shows and it's just one after another after another. And, you know, I personally, uh, I loved um, the, the Tarantino movie, is it Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? When he's making fun of the Manson family. I think, I feel like celebrities like Axel and Johnny Depp buying Charles Manson songs is, is just like, like really? Like this guy was a piece of sh- you know, like a complete scumbag. And uh, and it, that's what that was somebody's daughter. That's the, I, the the kind of notion. But it's also I'm kind of you know people also got mad that like well, Paige never really swore much in songs, but it was like it was kind of the point the the lowest common denominator language coming up with dumb rhymes, you know, uh, dropping f bombs, and I, and and I was it was making my bandmates laugh, so I thought you know it was it was worthwhile. But um, that's that's kind of the idea there. And then these kind of pampered mamas boy, he was just a mamas boy. Um, you know, playing the martyr that I, I, you just see so much of that in, in, in our culture making excuses for for, for, for people, you know and, and yeah I, I think you know I like to think that there's there there's always kind of been a humorous thing in, in, in to me in in metal like in, in in heavy music, you know and in in my songwriting for sure. And so, so I'm not you know I, I'll sit down with anyone and have a conversation about that about this stuff i mean i have friends my i grew up in a family of conservatives my my brother who's gay and republican my sister who's republican my mom and dad may the rest in peace and i was that kind of outcast but i but we've always sat down on the back patio and you know over a beer and and talked about stuff and if we can't continue to do that then our our system of government our, our cultures you know America will fail I mean it, you know a lot of people think it's it's has it's already failed and it's too late I, I don't I feel like we have to keep keep the dialogue open and if one of these songs stirs something up in somebody and they want to you know sit down and talk with me about it uh I'm fine
0: it's full battle Jackie coming up next we'll hear from Jamie Josta of hate breed for Josta's weekly pick from the pit we've got music from Metallica coming up a new job for a cowboy tune, and more with my guest, Paige Hamilton of Helmet. It's Full Metal Jackie. Paige Hamilton with us on the show this week. And Paige, speaking about the pandemic downtime, you played some jazz guitar, gave lessons, worked on an orchestral piece, all things expanding your musical horizon. So when I saw the track listing, seeing that you took on John Coltrane's resolution didn't seem as much of an odd choice but i wanted to get your take on including that song on a helmet album and what coltrane's music meant to you
1: uh when i was a young man in college at university of oregon i was the the youngest uh, you know and worst musician of, of the bunch i mean later when i moved to new york and went to grad school at manhattan school of music i should say i was the youngest and least accomplished you know uh, bozo And I I found all these older musicians to be so welcoming and so open and and turned me on to so many different, you know, approaches to improvisation, um, harmony, all these things. And Coltrane, uh, there was a bassist in Eugene, Oregon, Andre St. James, who was kind of regularly at all these jazz gigs. I saw Mel Waldron, I saw Sonny Rollins, I saw Dizzy Gillespie, all these people who come through town. I saw Ornette Coleman. It was a really, really booming time in Eugene. And... Uh, I was talking to Andre St. James. I was the young 20 year old thinking I could sit in with these guys at the jam sessions. And I found the really great musicians to be really supportive and, and said, man, you're, you're coming along, it's, it's going good. You know, and the, the lesser musicians being like, you suck, man, what the hell are you doing up here? You, you can't play this music. And I would get discouraged at times but found these these older more accomplished professional jazz musicians were incredibly supportive and so Andre and I had a conversation about Coltrane and I said I love I just recently discovered him at, at, when I was about 19 or something and uh, um, a Love Supreme just clicked with me that album there was something it's you can hear there's you know his, his technical facility his musical his musicality but there was this Incredible emotional intensity, and just and, and you felt like with Coltrane, every note he played mattered, and he and he was just screaming to be heard. You know, and that album just it, it just took me. And the resolution is that uh, it is the second movement of the, the four part piece, uh, and I just always. Felt like this: the tenor saxophone and the electric guitar were very related, as well as the, the ch- cello. Those the, our ranges are not dissimilar, and I love sonically. I you know use feedback, sustain, all these things. I have done probably 20 movies with Elliot Goldenthal, the great film composer, and he he said to me once when we we're doing Heat a million years ago that your guitar is like an orchestra. You play like very orchestrally. And it always kind of stuck with me. And so I feel like writing an orchestra piece is in my wheelhouse and playing jazz music, uh, trying to pay homage to one of my all-time musical heroes was was important to me. On And Kyle, my drummer, was not reluctant. He's been open to everything that I've thrown at him, including you know the day before we were going to record Gun Fluff, telling him, oh, I want to start the song with a drum solo. I was like, oh, thanks for the, the notice. you know? uh, And he came up with this really Great part, but yeah, the Train is, has been one of my all-time heroes for you know many, many years. I guess if I discovered him at 19 or something, and now I'm 63, that's a long time. So, Mike Watt, the, uh, my great pal from the Minutemen and iconic bassist, he's a huge Coltrane fan as well. So he's he, we always kind of exchange notes, you know, as it were.
0: Full Metal Jackie Page Hamilton of Helmet with us coming up this hour. The Death Clock brutal pick of the week. Music from Iron Maiden faith no more we'll check out that new lamb of god track and have more with page next it's full metal jackie we've got page hamilton of helmet here with us and page you've enjoyed a career with helmet that's now in its fourth decade reflecting on your time with the band i wanted to know which album and tour cycle you look back on as the most rewarding both personally and professionally like what made it stand out
1: Oh, boy, it's, it's it's hard to say. I mean, I look back to, you know, uh, Strap It On when there were four of us in a van leaving Lawrence, Kansas at 2 a.m. and arriving in Albuquerque, you know, where they were. we were playing for the first time ever, so they had a keg for us, and all we wanted to do was sleep under their dining room table, you know, or basement. Those were good good years, you know. We were, I feel like, very aligned at the time musically, and, and we felt like we were the best band in New York, and we would play first at CBGB's because we didn't, Care, we, we, it wasn't an ego thing with with us. We'll, we'll play whenever we just want to play, and so we would, and just kind of built our our following in a very natural way. So I'm, I'm you know, that's I have fond memories of those days. You know, postering over uh, the delight was coming up around the same time, so we were postering over each other's po- uh, you know posters and you know running around the East Village, which is pretty funny, and then. You know, I never really paid much attention to what's to to the scene or what's people are listening to or in rock music because I'm still pretty obsessed with, you know, or, orchestral music and um, and jazz. That's the, the bulk of my listening. Although there's there, there's a lot of Beatles in ACDC still, but it kind of, I found the music business pulled us apart a little bit and that's, it was kind of unfortunate, but when I look back, it was it was kind of meant to be that way. It was necessary. I think then getting to be, you know, become meet Johnny Tempesta when I moved to Los Angeles and we started playing together. That was a really great great experience. Uh, we're still close friends. I went to see him with the Colt, and that was a fun uh, album. But it, but it got if I felt like there were too many people involved, you know, because it was the first Helmet album in seven years or something, and everybody was I guess wanted to get in on it. But uh, I don't know. I think you know now I've had this lineup, Kyle. Stevenson has been with me for 17 years. He he, re, he replaced Johnny, and I feel like I have a really great musical connection and personal. You know, I love my guys, Danny and uh, Dave and and Kyle. You know, we we understand each other. We you know we all have our idiosyncrasies. And when you travel, you spend a lot of time with people on 3 a.m. flights from Guadalajara to Santiago. You you really know get to know someone, and you learn how to sort of peacefully coexist, and then make great music together. So. It's hard to pinpoint one album. I think right now I feel this experience the, making this album was probably the best album making experience I've ever had. Jim Kaufman, who I've known for 20 something years, he worked on Size Matters as a young young man. Um, he just has no there's no uh, ego or pretentiousness or or you know bull with him. We just had this incredible workflow and so Kyle and I you know work on the arrangements and went in and played and I feel like there were only one or two little bumps in the road you know things happened but it was just such a, a great creative vibe and and I was you know Jim was kind of blown away that I started writing in February and the album was done by June you know recorded mixed and mastered and you know I love working with got to work with Howie again I just think he's the best Howie Weinberg and he did Meantime and Betty and our last album Dead to the World and then left so that's I mean you know, touring-wise, I'm we're headed to Europe, and I'm you know really looking forward to that because we haven't been there since 2019. But I would say of all the tours, the 2019 30th anniversary tour, that 30 by 30 by 30 was was my favorite because we got to do 30 song sets, 30 shows in Europe, and the same in the U.S. 30 song sets, 30 shows, and that just was amazing to, to be able to kind of cover material from. Thirty years of the band, including the jerky voice song we did, the Sabbath cover, uh, the Bjork song, old punk rock seven inches from On Amrap that we put out, like Taken and Your Head and uh, Impressionable. and we just we had about a hundred songs under our belt, so this that never got boring. I do a different set list every night because I I feel like you're going to perform more naturally if you're truly excited about playing a song that you haven't played for I don't know two weeks, let alone. You know, so many songs we haven't played for years. So we're not, there's no rock posing going on. We're actually having fun. I am. I hope my bandmates are. I don't know. They seem to be.
0: (laughs) Paige Hamilton of Helmet with us. Lamb of God for you now with their latest tune, Evidence, on Full Metal Jackie Radio. It's Full Metal Jackie. Paige Hamilton of Helmet on the show with us. Again, we've been talking about the latest record, Left and Paige, it was recently announced that Helmet would be performing at Thick New World 2024. The first year definitely skewed more new metal with a bit more eclectic lineup this coming year. It's been interesting to see new metal fade out and now a whole new generation are bringing back. Helmet is <laughs> certainly started off their career with a lot of buzz in the early 90s yes talk to the trajectory of seeing audiences kind of recycle over the years like how are the helmet fans these days either similar or different than what you experienced at the start of your career
1: we were a college rock band. Basically, there was there was no nobody said we were metal or anything. We were like an in, indie label rock band, and we were getting, getting college radio airplay. So I registered my songs with BMI because ASCAP at the time didn't even track college radio. So, and I advised all bands on "Amphetamine and Reptile" do the same. This is what you do. You know, you'll get you know how many ever many you know pennies a year. And we, once the kind of bidding war thing happened, and we started reaching a larger audience. And meantime, came out. It was fun. It was uh, interesting to have like Gene Simmons and uh, Nikki Sixx and uh, Tommy Lee and these people showing up at our shows. But we were still kind of just very, very. You know, I, I'm, I'm not smart enough to try to accommodate a, a, a particular audience you know i i just do what i love i write what i love and we've always kind of maintained that i had a funny conversation i've told before i ran into gene simmons on a flight to new york i was going to rehearse and do some shows with my my band gandhi that i had for a hot minute and i saw gene and i was gonna like kind of sneak past him and go to my seat and uh, he was but he's the first seat in the first row and first class and and he's put his Bag in the overhead. Hey, Paige. I'm like, Gene, hey, how's it going? So we stopped to talk for a minute. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm heading to New York to, to work with my new band. He's like, oh, what's it called? And I said, Gandhi. And he goes, No. And I'm like, why? You know, why, Gene? He's like, Paige, you're too concerned with credibility. You got, you just, you gotta make money. And he and he said, the band should just be called. Page and I, and, you know, put his hands up, and you know, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Gene, I don't, I don't want my name in the band. I want it to, it's a band, it's a rock band. It's not one dude or whatever. And uh, I found that to be kind of funny, people's perception of me that I was completely unaware of.
0: It's Full Metal Jackie coming up next, a new tune from Static X. We've got the Death Clock Brutal Pick of the Week and more with Paige Hamilton of Helmet. It's Full Metal Jackie, Paige Hamilton with us. We had a break, but. Paige, you were sort of telling us about other artists' perceptions of who you were. Tell us more about some of these tours that you had done back in the day.
1: We did the Guns N' Roses tour and and, um, Sebastian Bach was the opening band. It was Suicide Girls, Sebastian and Helmet, and then GNR. And we were, we, had, we were in a hockey arena and we could hear Sebastian next to us in his room. We didn't know we could hear him. He's like, He's like, that page dude's cool. He's a rocker like us. And I'm like, I don't know what people thought I like if I was some like pretentious jazz snob, you know, at pipe smoking ascot dude or whatever. But there's this people get this perception of you. And that because I have a very different background, I guess, than than most rockers. I, I mean, my favorite band is ACDC. I love you know, metal. I love Slayer. You know, but I also love Rayvon Williams, and you know, got to play with Glenn Branca, Guitar Symphonies, and I like. I mean, I, I like all music. I don't like limiting myself, and so I don't need to be part of some club. We were never going to be cool. And, you know, we were the, the half the British press. You know, got us and loved us, half hated us because we didn't look like rock stars. You know, we look like four dorks and shorts it's like well you drive around in a van in the united states and you know august and you're gonna wear shorts and t-shirts and cut your hair off you know i mean it just it was just practical so i don't know it's funny all the bands i mean the new metal thing is interesting it's funny we're we're friendly with corn they're really good guys and really supportive. we went to play with them in the summer and they you know like stopped by the dressing room day one like thank you so much you know so happy you know Jonathan's like, we none of us would be here without you. And I'm like, yeah, well, whatever. Shut up. You know, it's like, no, you know, thank you. I'm flattered, but you know, everybody from you know Chino to, as I said, Gene. Gene told me I was the future of music in 1992, and he's like, you don't need to play with hair bands and metal bands. I'm like I was like, we'll play with anybody. We don't care. You know, we've played with you know Marilyn Manson and Nirvana. And a Thursday, and we've played with bands all, you know, the Warped Tour. That's kind of more screamo emo punk, you know? And I know we always kind of stand out like a sore thumb, because we don't really fit in any specific genre. There's noise elements in our music. Steve Jordan, a great phenomenal drummer who plays with uh, Keith Richards and everyone, and he, he said, you guys are the only heavy band that swings, man. You guys swing. And I'm like, that's cool. You know, so people have their opinions. You know, we're not making music for a specific audience. We're just making music that we want to make. And I'm I'm very proud of the album. I'm very, I couldn't couldn't be happier. The songs we're playing about a half dozen songs live already, and they're really fun to play live. They're challenging. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to do a big U.S. tour, kind of the the U.S. headline tour, and starting in late March, I think. So we'll be out. Uh, you know, this Europe tour is about six weeks, and then. Uh, Yeah, I I just love playing, playing live. It's so much fun.
0: Paige Hamilton with us. Pick up the new helmet record left. Paige, it's so great to catch up with you. It's been a while and uh, good luck with with all things to come.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it so much. Thanks. Great to catch up.
0: Stick around because we've got more metal on the way.